astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. I hope you're well. I am. Today, we are talking about um, calendar astrology. So this is going to be our fourth episode where we go through what it means simply just to be born on a specific date. And today is the series that we're going to talk about being born on the 4th, the 16th, or the 28th of any month. And like you said, this is our fourth time of doing it. It's really going to, it's going to be ongoing. So stay tuned. Your birthday is going to come up, your date or your husband's date or your children's dates and everything. But it's really been fascinating. I've just, I've just incorporated this now, just looking at a person's chart. And I kind of in my mind start out with this basic idea. It gives me a clue about them immediately. Absolutely. Well, I think it's just really cool because it's not as overwhelming with of all the language of astrology like you don't have to remember mars or pluto or fourth house it's just you can just look at and someone says oh my birthday is may 4th and after today's talk you'll be able to say something about them yeah and if they're october 4th december 4th any any fourth this will relate as well as the 16th and the 28th and again for those of you who are catching on here you'll notice yes there's there's additional 12 4 plus 12 equals 16 16 plus 12 equals 28 so if you're wondering what the method is uh this would be it because it's the repetition uh kind of of the uh, uh, of the vibration of four very interesting so before we go into what it would mean to be born on the 4th, 16th, or 28th, we just thought we would recap a few things. Um, as we're talking now, Mars is still in Virgo, and mm-hmm. you know the actors and the writers' strike is still continuing, which we kind of said that would those are probably going to be very aligned. You know, this is just, again, a side point here. Uh, you know, because the municipal workers went on strike as well in L.A. Now, all this is in California dominantly. I know members live in other states but you know it's dominantly in california california is a virgo state oh interesting. interesting mars in virgo is really disrupting the you know the local economy mm-hmm. certainly of the southern half of california but yeah just a side point yeah <laughs> you know, that, it might make sense why it's not affecting other states as much makes sense right The last lunar eclipse in Taurus is currently unfolding. So last week's episode gave some insight as to where you are being impacted. It's very possible now a week later after listening to that, you might be thinking, all right, I'm starting to see some of those, those signs. I just worked with a client's chart yesterday. Uh, They had like four degrees of Taurus related to their reputation to on the top of their chart. And I said, well, have you gotten the message? Something is over. Something is done. It's time to move on. I remember this is the last eclipse in Taurus for another 19 years. So again, this is, we're all getting messages of where to pull back, what to release. Yeah. 
And for those early birds, you might be already planning for the Libra eclipse that's going to happen in mid-October. We will be talking more about that um, on an upcoming podcast. Right, right. And the other, I mean, this is like a catch-up here, potpourri here of catch-up, but we had spoken, oh, over a month ago about Pluto squaring the nodes, and we had mentioned kind of to everyone, and then we got really specific with each sign, but about the idea of families, about truth, truths coming out, having to face certain things, having to admit certain things related to family. Uh, and yes, we suggested that might be biological family even. And I thought, you know what, let's touch base on that. And I it took no effort. I thought, well, let's look at the royal family because we kind of all kind of think we know what's going on there. And there it was in the headlines just this week that the, um, you know, the royal family has dropped the uh, HRH title of Prince Harry, which was his royal highness. That is now deleted off the website. Uh, so that was a change in their status of how they're publicly viewing Harry, right? Yeah. And then the royal family did not send any um, happy birthdays publicly, you know, over social media to Meghan Markle. So again, kind of like they didn't, they just erased that birthday out of their books. That's unfortunate. It, well, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yes. But it, if we operate on that basis that the truth is coming out about everyone's family, a little more truth it's it's at least it's if it's the truth at least it's good to know true <laughs> right true and sometimes if you feel like it's fake sometimes it's better just not to have to like acknowledge like play into the fakeness of it just like let's yeah. call it what it is so the question is for everyone what is the shift in your own family yes and i think it's always much easier to look at in hindsight you know astrology is all about prediction in the future, but I find I get the most feedback for clients when I talk to them six months later and they say, oh my gosh, when I was talking to you six months ago, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was right. just like, we'll see. And then I went, went back and listened and it was like a timeline. It just, because you can sit there and relax and know I've gotten through it. I did it. Right. So you can focus on what actually happened. Not this worry of, oh, what's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So before we get into our talk today, you're going to hear just from a quick commercial break. Okay, welcome back. So today we are focusing on the clusters of those born on the 4th, 16th, and 28th of any month. So of course that would translate to 36 different birthdays because we're looking at the 4th, 16th, 28th of January, February, March, April, May, all the way through December. Also, if you are a little bit more progressed with astrology and you understand your chart, you might look for a repeating theme with your degrees, what all the degrees sit at of four, 16 and 28. So let's say, oh, my sun doesn't sit at four, but my moon and my ascendant and my midheaven do, then this would also be applicable to you. Of course, that is kind of the next level of astrology. So if that doesn't make sense to you, just throw that out. <laughs> but it is a way to maybe just dive even deeper into your own chart. Yeah, it, it, I could talk on that, but I won't because no. <laughs> Keep it simple here. <laughs> so these dates do carry the vibe of cancer or the moon. So if you are a cancer, so that would be like July 4th, for example, uh, this is just another layer of cancer that's added into the chart. 
Right. And what you said was funny because, you know, that idea you're picking up a birthday that's on July 4th, that, that means they are a cancer. And now, you know, so we start, we're seeing, that's almost a double energy right there with what you gave as your example. Yes. They are a cancer and they're born on the 4th, which amplifies that cancer energy even more. Right. Meaning, right, that they could be very focused on family or uh, not all of us stay biologically family tightly connected. Some do. That's a big cancer trait. But other people actually leave. They leave the family and they go create their own little world, right? Mm -hmm. And that can be because they're on a team. They go to, they, they're on sports teams. They belong to certain type of clubs. They're in certain type of cliques. They immediately move into a community and they want to get on. They want to get into different groups. That's a cancer quality. I have a great story that actually just happened this week with a cancer cancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you know, we were just sitting around the pool and the topic of children came up. Mm -hmm. And one of the ladies said, oh no, when my kid turns 18, she's out of here. I right. spent the last 18 years raising you. I'm good. Right. The cancer cancer right. sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, my daughter is 26. She still lives at home, you know, and I've loved it. Like she's been able to create a nest egg and mm -hmm. okay, now there's some talk about her moving out, but there's some, she's being pulled in different directions. You know, like she wants her to stay because she loves that idea of family, but she also understands like she needs to go out and maybe I don't, learn some lessons on her own and, and start her building her own family. Mm -hmm. So that's a great example when, when you say like they create a sense of family because we all have a family in some regards. Right. But just that simple example of she was okay having a child in her house, you know, maybe past the age that most people would. Mm -hmm. but she loves that camaraderie around the home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, those cancers, they can create, they create family, they create a sense of family. So and how do they do that? Uh, you know, they're oftentimes the person who's bringing treats, uh, maybe to the to to work or they're hosting the office party in their home, or they're organizing the holiday gathering. They're doing something. It's almost like I'm kind of doing weird things with my fingers right now because it's like they're sticky. There's the glue glue thing that they have a tendency to how to how am I going to get these people to gather together? Oh, I'll bring donuts and they'll all gather around in the kitchen. And, you know, then that'll be the talk. We'll all be talking donuts. Uh, so there's a very subtle ways of pulling people together and cancers are very good at. It. Yeah, these could also be like great teachers where they run after school clubs, after school cliques, again, things where it's maybe a little bit more informal than this idea of family, but they're right. creating these little subgroups of people that can rely on each other. And you'll find many people uh, have that have a strong cancer are actually in the position of hiring people. Uh, they employ other people. Now that could just be your hairdresser and uh, whoever is doing the lawn, but it can also be employee, really formal, you know, W-2 type of employees we have here. But the idea here is they can, they provide, what are they doing when you, when you go to the same hairdresser or you have a receptionist and you pay them on a regular basis, you're providing safety and predictability into other people's lives. They can count on you. I can count on Mary. She always comes every six weeks and she pays me this amount of money. I can budget that, so to speak, because she's, that's a cancer quality. Yeah. They also might be great at remembering dates, anniversaries, birthdays. They could be the friend that puts a handwritten 
card in the mail for you, something that makes it a little bit extra special. Yeah, you may be surprised as well that cancer, again, with the fourth, the 16th and the 28th, particularly strong, but also this would be any cancer we might could be talking about. They, they put their roots down deep. So mm-hmm. you might meet them and you've, and you've surprised to find out they've only been in town three, four, five years, but they talk like they've been here forever because they know the history. They, they've, you know, looked into things. They know, they know more than the average person does about where they're from. So yes, they could tell to- stories from their home state and things of that nature, but they put their roots down deep. Yeah. They could also stay in relationships for long periods of time. Uh, one for that sense of security. Yeah. So it's possible that they might put up with things that maybe other people might be saying, oh, I wouldn't put up with that. But um, mm-hmm. I think they love that idea of relationships because of that creation of family that comes with it. Right. And I and I thought you were going to go down this way. They also like to feel that idea of um, kind of the being connected to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, this was a great example. I didn't ask Monica was my infusion. She gave me an infusion this past week, uh, a medical procedure. And, um, I, I never had had Monica do it before. And she was very quick to tell me that her mother had been a nurse and her grandfather, a doctor. And I thought that was interesting that she was conveying the sense of, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I should have put me at ease because, you know, she's not, we had just met here and then we're doing you know something significant uh together medically uh but i thought it was very interesting that she did that i I didn't find it boastful i just found it very calming she's trying to let me know that she's uh she's um well trained or that she's in you know that she's does what she this is her strength this is her you know quality that she has in life but anyhow that's part of that being connected to the past or your ancestors Mm -hmm. just just pure nostalgia right yeah. They could also love traditions, you know, where, you know, we could be like, oh, we're busy and they, we have to do this. No, we have to do this first. Yeah. Um, or they could love seasonal change in decor. So this could be the person that every time you come in the house, uh, there's a different arrangement on the table. They have mm-hmm. uh, decorations up for even kind of the off holidays that you thought <laughs> we decorate for this holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we start jumping into uh, the specific dates. Why don't we start with famous people that are born on the fourth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people would have uh, what we call a moon, moon, a double moon. Uh, the, probably the strongest of the of the of the three dates we're talking: the fourth, the sixteenth, and the twenty eighth. They generally have a little bit more of a huggy or friendly persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, even if they were in charge. They might have a real easy ability to approach them, right? So they have, and so we could say they're just someone you like to sit down and have a coffee with. Uh, famous people, um, Robert Downey Jr., you know, for all of his faults, I'd, I would like to go to dinner with Robert Downey Jr. You know, I think it would be an interesting conversation. I find him to be engaging and friendly. Yeah. And I do think of him as the type who would just give me a hug. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something interesting about that. Like if I think of my friends or clients that are born on the fourth, I feel like, oh my gosh, if there was a difficult situation at work, I'd want them to go approach the guest because they can say things that if I said it, people might think, 
oh, I'm not listening to you, right? Or you're being rude, but they yeah. can say it and they get away with it because they have that mom saying huggy feel, but they just have that calming uh, persona. And so I'd like to bring up Tabitha Brown. Um, if you know her, she started as just a content creator, I think, do, like sharing her vegan meals, but she has such a calming demeanor. You know, she'll go on TikTok and just say, honey, come here, like, let's talk, you know, and you just think, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> like it's just such a calming thing, even though she was about food, which would make sense with the moon. I think her personality is really what sold it. And I think now she has a, a cook, a bakeware line in target. I mean, so she's, she's done other things. I haven't totally followed her story, but I just thought, oh, she's a great example of that. Just very nurturing personality that you just want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to go back to a famous per- famous person. Well, it's the United States. We're July 4th. So we are this. We're a cancer. And then we are born on the 4th. So we have a double cancer feel about our country. Well, you know, a lot of people criticize U.S. for certain things, but we have a tendency to be very overly involved in other people's business. We do care about what type of government another country has. We want to help them. We we can see this effusive outpouring and just even the money that we spend uh, uh, throughout the world. So again, it gives you an idea of this, what we're talking about. It doesn't mean that we're always right or anything, but I'm just saying there is that sense of we kind of want to be the big brother. We want to be, you know, we're looking out after all of you, so to speak. Barack Obama is another famous fourth, you know, even regardless of your political views, I think a lot of people agree that he was calming when he spoke. You kind uh, of feel like, okay, we're in good hands. Um, I have dinner with him. Yeah. Yeah. And even just kind of publicly, he has a very strong relationship with mother, even mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. She lived with him in the White House. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyone okay. else you want to talk about with the fourth? No, other than I have a great cousin, uh, she was, a, was an elementary school teacher her whole career, a highly approachable, friendly, sweet, nice. I mean, just you know, just a great smile. And then just a great example of a lot of teachers probably have be born on the fourth with that moon moon. I love that. Next, let's move to famous people born on the 16th. So this is going to give more of a moon Mars Pluto feel. So we just talk about moon moon. Well, that's very soft. Right. It kind of sounds totally different. Moon Mars Pluto. So mm-hmm. people born on the 16th might give off more I'm going to say drama. It doesn't mean they have to be the drama. They could just have more drama. Um, they might also have to overcome some pretty big obstacles in their life. Yeah, there could be some sense of wariness when you're around these people because they may have more uh, excitable emotions. They may shut down on you. That's a possibility. Or they may be very kind of explosive as well. So again, uh, uh, that shutting down part, it may be hard to read their emotions. Now, classically, this moon Mars Pluto would suggest there's probably more complex stories probably going on in uh, regarding their mother, the story of the mother or their relationship with the mother. So it doesn't mean they're not loved, but it means there's some complexities in the story. Uh, the obvious one for those who were watchers of Roseanne, now of course it's called the Connors, but the actress that plays Jackie, 
um, Lori Metcalf. You know, she's always dabbling in psychology. She totally hates her TV mother, hates mm -hmm. her and ridicules her and kind of backstabs her and does really, you know, terrible things about how she feels about her mother. Uh, that's, you know, so Lori Metcalf, she's a person, number one, but she's very successfully plays the role of Jackie, who has deep conflicts about her mother and thus has a lot of issues in her love life. Mm -hmm. uh, she's an ex-cop. I mean, she's a cop and then she's an ex-cop that comes at Mars Pluto in her character. And she's always dabbling in psychology and trying to analyze people. Another Mars Pluto quality. So we get serious here with those born on the 16th. Yeah. Even rapper Tupac Shakur, which is very interesting. He's back in the news um, yeah. with the pot getting closer to possibly solving his case um, happening right here in Henderson, uh, Nevada. I was thinking we need to look at his chart, but yeah. you know, he was a big activist against inequality, but he wasn't doing it in a way that was that maybe most people would consider soft and huggy. Sure, I, would, I would be fearful of the guy, you know, <laughs> that's one moon, Mars, Pluto, right? You have to be wary, like what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. What's he going to say? Sure. Is he going to get mad at me? You know, because that's just my perception in my age group. But also, I mean, it, the way that he like rapped about it was in a more aggressive way. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, this is a peaceful protest. Like he did, right. he had a, like a, like a darker a element. Thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Well, okay. And let's take it beyond uh, personalities and think of New York City. So New York City uh, was born on the 16th of the month. And what is their slogan? If you can make it there, here, you can make it anywhere. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. You know, real tough, tough, you know, who's going to survive? Yeah. Now, I have a real personal story about this because my dad, my dad was born on January 16th. And, you know, he lost his mother before the age of two. She died of tuberculosis. And he was shipped off to an uncle's uh, farm to live there and his father took the two older girls and they went off someplace else so he was isolated here he was disassociated with his family due to his mother's premature death and raised by aunt and uncle for some years before he finally was reunited with the family and i think of that i'm going oh my gosh moon mars pluto yeah you know the um you know he had major repercussions you know, everyone did in the family that mother had died, but he went, he was totally pushed off in, in, uh, with another family for years before he was reclaimed back into it reunited with his father and sisters. Yeah. I have a client born on the 16th, um, in the restaurant industry. So owns, uh, restaurants, uh, but she migrated from another country and you know, I don't know all the details of her story, but you know, I've gotten the impression over the years that there's been some big kind of obstacles that uh, she's had to overcome with it. But again, the moon, that idea of being in the food industry, wanting to serve people, wanting to share family recipes, introducing them to other people that maybe aren't familiar with the food from their country. There we go. 
Um, I'm thinking of also, I have a client who uh, has a difficult mother, just yeah. difficult. Uh, and so they've kind of barred her. They've had different phases of this, but at one point it was a total restriction. She was, the grandmother was barred from seeing the grandchildren because they were so concerned about what she was going to do or if she was going to do something bizarre or do something hurtful or just be neglectful. So there again, moon, This and we have this person born on the 16th and here they are facing their moon, Mars, Pluto, having to micromanage the mother's relationship with the grand grandmother's relationship with the grandchildren. Lastly, we'll talk about famous people born on the 28th. So mm -hmm. this gives them a moon Neptune vibe. Now, right. out of the three that we're talking about today, this one is definitely the hardest to pin down because right. that Neptune piece gives them kind of that those blurred lines. Oh yeah. One moment you think they're so lucky, like how do they do that? And then you're then all of a sudden they can fall out of luck and sometimes fall off the radar. And and you know, uh, people born on the twenty eighth. People might have varying opinions. Like, are they wealthy or are they broke? And it's so funny the filter that they're seeing these people through. But I have to be honest, Moon Neptune generally does represent luck. They definitely have some sense of luck or improbable storyline. Neptune would uh, maybe a harsher. It's going to sound harsh when I say it, but the word deception comes yeah. to mind when it and, and it doesn't mean the client is purposely or the person is purposely being deceptive, but they might have an ability to hide things or mask things a little bit better than other people mm -hmm. where you think, oh my gosh, if I went through that, everyone would know about it. Right. Right. If we were looking at famous people out there today that are born on that 28th, Elon Musk would come to mind immediately, you know, kind of dreamer. Some people might say schemer, yeah. a flip flopper, right? Um, he definitely thinks big. And I think it's amazing. I don't think everyone even realizes that, you know, he is currently has a call a company called the boring company and they're boring tunnels underneath Las Vegas, going from the convention center to key hotels and eventually to the airport. So here he is underground doing all this major work. That's going to have a huge impact on our city. You know, relieving traffic congestion. But again, if you know astrology, Neptune means under the surface. Right. And he literally is boring these tunnels that, that you know, I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also might think of Jay Leno, April mm -hmm. 28th, stand-up comedian, uh, dominated late night shows, which would be that Neptune piece. Yeah, the nighttime. Yeah, the darkness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things his mom pulled up was, you know, he has a very dominant chin, especially mm -hmm. when you see cartoon caricatures made of him. The chin is always the big focal point. Uh, Neptune, right? The chin is ruled by Neptune because it's considered the basement of the face. So yeah. the idea that he just has that strong. So these could be people that have strong jaw lines mm -hmm. or uh, unique chins. Again, it doesn't have to be to the extent of Jay Leno, but right, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's exaggerated. It's exaggerated, and he has Moon Neptune. Neptune rules film, exaggeration, imagination, fantasy. So we can see Jay Leno, you know, 
achieving that. We can see Elon Musk. Uh, I want to talk politics. Let's think of Liz Cheney. She flipped against Trump. So Moon Neptune is vacillating. It represents the ocean wave. So uh, the one, one, one moment the wave is up here and the next moment, where's the wave? It's gone, right? It's disappeared. And here's Liz Cheney. Now she's isolated in the GOP to some degree because of her stance. But, you know, there we go. She'll evolve. She was once a, a kind of, what do they say, uh, in the die. You know, she was, she was the epitome of what a good Republican was. Mm. And now she's kind of an outsider. I'm sure it'll flip again for her. Yeah. The last one would be Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. And again, we've talked about this before where these actors, when they pick roles that fit their astrology chart, they just take off. Yes. And her rags to riches story in Pretty Woman is that idea of that isolating between are they broke? <laughs> okay, now they're wealthy. This comeback story that they have. So she's an excellent example. Yeah, because we meet her on the streets, on the gritty yeah. streets. And then we flap all of a sudden she's in the penthouse in a bubble bath. You know what I mean? So this coming back and forth, back and forth, fascinating. Uh, clients or family, friends we have born on the 28th. I will put this out here. They do need to take care. Uh, sometimes the drug issues can be an issue, uh, prescription drugs, addictions, or things of that nature. They have to be very careful uh, when those born on the 28th to kind of monitor. It's not that they can't indulge from time to time, but they have to be careful on this one uh, with, with that focus there sometimes on escapism. Yeah, yeah. Well, that concludes our talk today on calendar astrology, those born on the 4th, 16th, or 28th. Uh, we hope that we, you either learn something about yourself or maybe a loved one. And of course, we will continue this series. So next month, we'll be talking about the 5th, 17th, and 29th. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.